Welcome to All About HR. I'm your host, Tom Horn, and I'm on a journey to learn about all things HR. I'm documenting my conversations with thought leaders, HR professionals, and real employees about everything from recruiting, workplace of the future, benefits, you name it. We're all about HR. Let's go. Welcome back to All About HR. We are excited for episode two of our second season. Today we have one of my favorite personalities, people, professionals from uh, HR Twitter. It's been so good to me. I've met so many phenomenal people. Um, Today, Jay Palacki will be joining us. Uh, Jay founded HR Geckos to solve one big problem she faced as an HR director, providing a consumer-first employee experience in the HR function. HR Gecko's mission is to transform HR service delivery and organizations using AI machine learning technologies. While Jay handles clients internationally across all HR Gecko's markets, she lives, writes, grows, grows tomatoes, solves crosswords, and integrates work into life in Maryland, USA. Jay, welcome to All About HR. Thank you, Tom. So happy to be here and an honor to be on your show. Yeah, it's, uh, we have a good time here, and I'm honored you joined us. We've got Laura, our producer here, helping us uh, make sure this show is awesome. So I want to always give a shout out to Laura. I love having her part of the show. G- giving love to our producer, Laura, today. <laughs> Yay, Laura. Yeah, exactly. There we go. So before we dive into the conversation, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about HR Geckos. I love the name. Growing up as a kid, I remember going on vacation and seeing geckos and my sister has like a million geckos so like it always resonated with me but tell us about you know what you're helping solve for how did you land on that awesome name and just give us a little bit more about hr geckos and what you're doing over there hr geckos happened while i was still working uh, for an organization here in the maryland area and it came about from my own uh, you know pain as an hr professional dealing with the in and out of communications and the transactional pieces of HR that could really be automated. There's so much manual, paper-driven stuff that we do in HR today that can really, um, you know, help us, you know, take the workload off our teams by automation. Um, If we can look into the different uh, ways in which we can help our HR teams and our employees Um, get the information they want in the timeline they want and give them that peace of mind. You know, anyone who approaches HR really comes to us with a problem and they want a solution, usually as fast as we can give it to them. And if we can augment the resources we have with technology, which is really available to us today, more so than ever before, I think it's just going to make life easier for all of us, HR and our employees all around. And so that's why uh, we started HR Geckos. Um, Believe it or not, we started as HR Godzilla. (laughs) And then uh, we said, (laughs) so Godzilla, you know, had an ominous, so it had an ominous ring to it. Uh, but, But we wanted to start strong and, you know, we were aggressive about bringing this consumer grade agenda to HR. Uh, but then we decided to kind of, you know, uh, peter it down to a smaller lizard, uh, a gecko, which is friendlier. Uh, at least uh, it sounded friendlier at the time. And um, 
Uh, and geckos, you know, do transform things. So we are here to transform HR processes and make life better for everyone all around and, and make it fun. So true to our name, um, that's what we do for HR today. I love that story. I did not know that story. This, you know, that wasn't some canned, like, that's awesome. HR Godzilla has me, uh, has, has me LOLing. I was on mute, but I was literally laughing out loud over here. That's, that's awesome. I, I mean, everyone loves Godzilla, right? Like, and he, he is the good guy lizard that saves you from the other bad guys, but he also does tend to destroy your city while he's, <laughs> while he's doing that. So that's probably a good change. <laughs> that's fantastic so i know we're at season two episode two at all about hr you have hr bites you just started season two tell us about where you're, you just had your first episode what what are we what are we looking at with hr bites what's on your side of the fence so hr bites is all about bringing hr tech stories uh, to professional colleagues all across the globe. We tend to talk to individuals who bring that digital first agenda to the HR function. And our season two just kicked off this month. Our first guest is a phenomenal HR systems director. And our second guest is also in the talent management uh, arena for a very huge global company, which is going to be broadcast towards the end of July, the first few days of August, probably. So we're really excited about season two. We did take a little bit of a break after season one because we really wanted to see what's happening in the world of HR tech. So that's what we do with the podcast. And uh, we are available on YouTube as well. So it's, we call it a podcast because we do a video podcast. And so we are on all the podcast channels and YouTube. Excellent. We'll put some links to both HR Geckos and HR Bytes in our uh, show notes uh, to help people find you as well. You know, we're not trying to capture 100% of the HR tech listening audience. We want to, our goal is to amplify the conversations and uh, sounds like you're having some great conversations that uh, I've enjoyed previously and we want to help you amplify that as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. So first question for all of our guests, like the first real like hard hitting question, what are you listening to right now? So I've been listening to a lot of startup-related uh, podcasts of late and marketing podcasts of late because that's where we are with our little uh, HR Gecko startup. Um, one really awesome podcast um, about marketing is to um, – there is a person on Twitter. Um, he calls himself um, – I forget his um, name, but um, he he's – pretty big uh, in the business world. And I've been listening to him a lot. It's called Founders Journal by Alex Lieberman. So he's, he's pretty big um, in, the, in the morning brew, um, you know, um, kind of, uh, that's the company through which he um, publishes this podcast. And I've also been listening to the McKinsey podcast, which is through the McKinsey and Company um business hr i think they're business consultants HR. it's a pretty big right they're in every business across the globe so that's another one that i've been listening to um i do enjoy uh listening to the hbr's women at work podcast as well uh through the harvard business review um and then there's of course our favorite punk rock hr through uh laurie rudman who um, is pretty big in our hr space uh, and she brings a lot of good, um, you know, uh, learning through that podcast. So I listened to that one. And also our favorite HR social hour. 
right, with John and Wendy, and we get to know so many new HR professionals through the, uh, through that podcast, and they have a Twitter chat um, that's also really um, you know fun to be on. So these are some um, HR and business related podcasts and Twitter chats that I've been listening to right now. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I've got some new uh, new ones jotted down. I haven't listened to the HBR or the Alex uh, Leader, Lieberman podcast, so I'll check those out. But I definitely know uh, Lori's podcast. I read her book, um, and I just took one of her LinkedIn learning courses um, that I that I saw pop up. So yeah, Lori's Lori's awesome. And then yeah, you can't uh, you can't talk podcasting without John and Wendy. They were my inspiration. He's uh, he's been very helpful in helping me get to do this. And honestly, he was one of the first, uh, John was one of the first people to really welcome me into the HR community uh, two years ago. So we're totally aligned. I love supporting all of our friends out there. Absolutely. Same here. John and Wendy have been very helpful too. And they really inspired me to start my podcast as well. So thank you, John and Wendy. Yeah, that's that's what this is all about. We're all trying to... I was talking to someone and they're like, I don't want to do all this. I don't want people to think I'm an influencer or I'm trying to be an influencer. I'm trying to be something I'm not. And when I told him, I was like... I don't want to be an influencer. I look at what we do or what I try to do as be an amplifier. Who's saying smart things? Who's teaching? Who's got learnings? Who's dialed in? What makes sense? Let's talk about that. Um, let's amplify those voices because that's I'm trying to learn along the way. I'm not trying to like you know flex and say what I know. So I really love that this whole community. That's what the whole HR community is about. It's amplification. And at people on where I work, we're just trying to amplify employee voices so that their organizations understand what they're saying so that they can make it a better place for them instead of just assuming what will make their employees tick. Um, and it goes back to what you were talking about at HR Geckos is let's simplify this. There's technology today. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to fight upstream to listen to your employees, to make it a better workplace. Um, so I think that's part of the reason. I think that's why we get along is we're both focused in that same way of stop working so hard, um, make it easier. And I think that's a great lead in to, you know, one of the th- where I wanted to start digging in, but I've heard you say, why are HR folks such a glutton for punishment? Um, talk about that statement. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard you say that before. We'll talk a little bit more about where that comes from, and then we'll talk about kind of where we can do to help that. So, so you, uh, you and I have been, uh, you know, talking to a lot of HR folks in our community, and I've worked with a lot of them for the past two decades. Um, I've found that, uh, you know, as HR people, uh, we tend to be overly cautious about using technology in our work. Um, a lot of the folks that I've worked with um, are really not digital natives. They came into the HR tech uh, sphere because they had to, right? I mean, technology is the way of the future of work. Um, and I think there's a lot of fear uh, of technology. And I think that's why they, they're okay with, you know, using that basic Excel spreadsheet and really uh, having sleepless nights over when the data disappears from that spreadsheet and how to retrieve it back when they know there are better ways that they can uh, house the data and there are better ways uh, using and augmenting technology um, that they can take out a lot of the paper processing that they're subjected to in their work day in and day out. 
Um, but it's always that fear of technology, I think, that keeps them uh, kind of um, <laughs> take the punishment every day with the paper-driven processes. Um, so as, as HR professionals um, and as professionals who work in the HR tech arena, we are kind of um, the, the go-between, between the technology and the human side of things. And we need to foster this love uh, of technology or love for technology. Um, I see myself, like you said, as an amplifier, uh, an evangelist of technology for human resources functions across the globe because we are the folks that take care of the people. We are the ones who take care of all the people in the workplace, and we are the ones who need to be taken care of as well. And, and I think, you know, I read something the other day, and it's all out there, but 98% of our HR colleagues are feeling burnt out in today's workplace. Why? It's really because of all the, you know, um, stressors that have been acting on us these past two and a half years, given just the nature of the work and uh, the way we do things has taken a turn and uh, taken a turn for the better, I would say, because there's a lot of new tech out there that's helping us resolve a lot of the issues that we could have uh, done, um, you know, much more easily and simply um, just by adopting uh, some of these tools out there. So I, I, I really think we as HR folks uh, can augment what we have to offer to our organizations and our people by using and maybe um, not just using, but amplifying the technology that we have at our, at our disposal today um, to, to foster that really, um, you know, um, um, foster that wholesome employee experience that we are all talking about today. So it's really important for us to think about all the ways in which we can augment our work with technology. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it comes down to, you know, the word technology, as you mentioned, does strike fear is a hot button. But at the end of the day, we could replace the word technology with the word tools. And everybody knows tools. Everybody wants tools. You know, uh, uh, one of the stories that I think about from my personal life that applies to work is I became a homeowner. And I was like, I can't fix anything. I don't know how to, like, fix things in my house. I don't know how to, like, you know, fix the drain, do plumbing, do electric. But then I realized I would have people come in and do it. And I'd watch them. And I was like, this isn't hard. But what's that tool they have in their box? I don't have one of those. Oh, that thing came off so easy for them because they had this tool. So now, as a homeowner, now I've got a lot more tools than I used to have. And I can do a lot more. I'm not smarter. I'm not that much more trained. But I have the tools that I need to get things done that I need to get things done. And I started thinking about that. I was like, how, like, how dumb was I? Like, all, like, of course, I need the right tools to do my job. And it's, it's one of those little changes of perception that makes all the difference. And I think it's the same way at work. I think a lot of people are, well, this is my work and this is what I have to do. And I got to focus on just getting this thing done. But if you can stop and go find the tool, you can probably save money. You can save time. You can get better results and you can save your stress and start 
not being a glutton for punishment. And I, I think that simplification of it's a tool. Don't overshoot it. It's a tool. Yes, technology, it's a type of tool, but it's just a tool. So go get the tools you need to get your job done and stop, you know, spending twice as long. Stop be- beating yourself up trying to trying to make the world better uh, work. And, you can do it easier. Um, you know, made me think about how I think about tech adoption, right? It's not really so much about the technology. It's about the mindset. It's about the skill set of the folks who are going to use the technology. And as you said, it's definitely the tool set, right? There are three things that are going hand in just adoption of that particular tool. And, uh, you know, the analogy that I often use, and thank you for bringing that home ownership uh, perspective to the the poor, because that's what we've all been doing. We've been working from home. But a lot of our analogies, I think, relate to the home now. I often talk about my little robot vacuum cleaner, uh, you know, the I, it, I, it's called D-Bot in my house, uh, but there's a, a, a better one out there than D-Bot um, that cleans all my floors while I am on this podcast right now, right? Um, it's taking care of so many things on the side, which I really don't have to put myself through with a regular vacuum cleaner and dust. Um, I have a little robotic vacuum cleaner. So I'm using the tech to make my life simpler, easier, happier. Um, I have a dust-free home. So, you know, it's it's really putting, yeah, it's, it's really thinking about things in that way. So we really need to think about how uh, we need to be juggling all of this in the world of work today, as, as our friend Jason Auerberg calls it, the now of work. And all of these platforms that we have available to us, we should really be able to use them to our advantage um, and help us really simplify uh, the way we think, do things in HR today. Yeah, and I think you started touching on it uh, earlier. And I think my story, one, one thing I hadn't extrapolated that was important in that was all of a sudden I felt empowered to go to the store and buy a tool that would help me. Before I just felt, how do I fix this? I like. Like I didn't know what to do, but the major difference for me was when I went, wait a minute, I can just go to the store, ask somebody that knows more than me, show me what I need, and they do, and then I get it. But I think translating this to our conversation, I had to be empowered to go and do that. I think HR needs to know that they are empowered, and they need to be empowered to go and say, these are the outcomes that are expected of us. These are the tools I need to get those outcomes in an efficient best case businessman. So absolutely, Tom. Um, you know, what you just said about empowerment, we also need to be empowered to make that business case, right? So when we are trying to adopt a new tool, we need to be able to take this to the, the people who make the decisions in our organizations when it comes to budgets, when it comes to implementation, new technology. And we need to be empowered to make the business case for adopting a new tool that will help us be more efficient help us, uh, you know, make life easier for all our teams all around and also uh, bring a lot of value to the organization. So what is the value proposition that, um, you know, this tool will bring to the entire organization? If we can make a business case for that and if we are empowered to speak up and make the business case for that, 
And I think we are a lot more empowered today than we ever were. So this is a great time to foster uh, that innovative uh, mindset and uh, tell our teams to bring forth and make the business case for a new tool. I think it'll really serve us in the long run and serve us very well. Our, our episode one, we talked uh, at length with Ben Brooks about about just that, and you know we talked a lot about how to buy technology, how to implement and get the most out of technology. But one of the biggest insights that came was just getting HR empowered to ask for what they need and make those business cases. And I think that's one of the big places where HR is at now. They're you know they're empowered. Uh, there's there's a lot of attention being put on uh, HR functions. So HR, I think, needs to be able to really focus on that and, and you know, catch the lightning in a bottle, if you will, that's out there right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump back into the conversation. I want to continue this and more focus to how we on the HR tech side can better support, better educate, um, and, and better help some of these HR leaders that are trying to go out there and get the tools. So we're going to uh, do the HR hot sauce, and we will be right back. Understand, engage, inspire, and retain your people like never before. People Elements Employee Experience and Engagement Solution delivers powerful intelligence, giving you the confidence to act. To learn how you can gain a better understanding of your employees, please visit us at peopleelement.com. All right, it is time for the HR Hot Sauce with Jay. Jay, are you ready? Let's go. All right, what is the best job you've ever had? Flipping burgers at the Cougar Commons in grad school. What's the one phrase at work that drives you nuts? Uh, don't have to fix anything that's not broken or something along those lines. Do you like working on rainy or sunny days? Both, actually. I love it. You just like working. <laughs> How can someone make your day at work? By doing their job well and not having me to, um, you know, undo what they've done. Favorite interview question to ask or be asked? How can we make work fun for you? Favorite song to bring you out of a funk? Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Mild, medium, hot, or nuclear? Nuclear. Yes, you and I, you're, you're one of the few nuclears. We're, we're aligned. I love it. All right, Jay, no wonder you were so ready for the HR hot sauce. Let's, uh, let's get back love to the conversation. All right, we are back. Great HR hot sauce with Jay. Before the quick break there, we were really talking about helping empower HR to go and make those buying decisions. Um, you know, but Jay and I, you know, our job isn't telling HR what to do. Our job is supporting HR. So, you know, when Jay and I were talking, we're just coming off kind of the spring conference season. And I don't think, I think both of us both saw that there's some real opportunities for vendors, HR tech providers, influencers, a lot of these organizations that are supporting HR to do a better job and a better fine tune supporting. So, Jay, let me just ask you, you know, coming back from the spring conference season, you know, what, what were you seeing, um, the good and the bad of how conferences are approaching supporting HR and how the vendors at conferences are supporting HR? So, um, you know, the pandemic really put a hard stop to a lot of the conferences, but there are some that have come back up. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of them come back, come back up this spring. 
2022, and I was fortunate enough to attend a couple of them in person. Um, what I saw was, I think, a lot of the conferences out there are trying to make the most of all the time that was lost these past two and a half years. And of course, the revenues, right, that they were really impacted. Um, and so I, I really felt there was a very commercialized aspect to the conferences. Usually I go to conferences to learn. Uh, and I think a lot of folks do that. Um, I didn't find that this time around. There wasn't a lot of learning happening. There was a lot of, um, you know, the sales talk, the sales pitches. Um, it was very challenging to navigate through that. Of course, you know, I'm a service provider. I do understand we have to make up for all those revenues and the time lost. And it's critical, right, to stay afloat in business. Um, but you know, there really needs to be a better way to come back. And and the learning opportunities I found were really sales pitches. You know, they were commercialized opportunities for uh, the presenters to talk about their platforms, not so much about learning. For example, there were a couple of thought leaders at some of these conferences who should have been given more time to speak because they really did good research. And this research is really helpful today in the workplace for uh, managers, for people leaders, uh, for employees who are being, um, you know, uh, who are coming into new positions, who are coming into being people leaders themselves. There's so much that we can learn from conferences, you know, from our peers and from the experienced HR leaders out there. But that wasn't happening. And I really, I really wish that uh, conference, um, uh, organizers take that into perspective because there is a commercial aspect to conferences. Of course, they have to be because that's how the revenue is generated. But at, in the same token, I think we need to be providing continuous learning opportunities to uh, the attendees and delegates of these conferences. So that's uh, that's one of my big takeaways from this conference season this past spring. Great insights. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us today. This has been a really fun episode. On the back end, we're fighting through some uh, some audio tech. Uh, but in the end, I think this was a great conversation. I'm really, really appreciative of your, uh, your time joining us at All About HR. Um, I'm super looking forward to HR Bytes episode two. We'll put links in the mix. And everybody, thank you for helping us learn all about HR. I hope you join us again for our next episode and we'll see you back here to learn. Understand, engage, inspire, and retain your people like never before. People Elements Employee Experience and Engagement Solution delivers powerful intelligence, giving you the confidence to act. To learn how you can gain a better understanding of your employees, please visit us at peopleelement.com.